Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcaller's is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Night Callers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Bigfoot Society, and this is our Van Meter Visitor 2021 interview episode, a plus recap of the festival. Uh, it was an awesome time. Uh, my wife and I had a great time vending. We got to meet some listeners, and thanks to those for stopping by and um, letting us know that, uh, letting me know that you you love listening to the podcast and uh, many kind words, and it would just uh, uh, keep me going for for months and years to go. It was really nice, so I appreciate you guys coming over. Those who picked up some stickers, thank you for that. And uh, there's some great interviews i I think i did almost uh around 10 interviews over the day uh but uh the best thing i think was definitely the new friendships that we made um uh, people you'll hear me talking to include like jay pachochin from wisconsin just a a really nice guy uh was able to meet uh kaiwata roth in person i interviewed him a while back he's the uh, gentleman from uh, California who was in charge of the Bigfoot Bonanza, but just such a cool guy in person and uh, a real adventurer. He's been going to places in Iowa uh, that I've never gone to, so very cool guy. Um, uh, ben from the Hodag store, just uh, uh, amazing, amazing love for his uh, cryptid up in Wisconsin and just, uh, just a cool dude and uh, Sean and Chad from Creepy Acres, and of course, um, funny dudes, extremely funny. Uh, definitely subscribe to their channel. Check that out. The Creepy Acres. Uh, be aware it is, of course, uh, kind of adult themed, uh, just because of the language. Um, but uh, you know, that's up to you. You make the call on that. But I think it's hilarious. Uh, also, of course, met uh, my friend Lisa from uh, Cryptid Comforts. Uh, which was amazing uh, to meet uh, some uh, really good uh, cryptid friends, friends in cryptozoology and actual real life is a new experience for me. And um, I just, uh, I want to say, you know, if you can, if you feel comfortable and if you have the chance, try to make it to a cryptid themed festival uh, if you can. Um, it's great to make those actual um, relationships in person. But again, uh, do what you can um, when you feel comfortable and you feel safe. But uh, the Van Meter Visitor was an amazing time this year. It was, you know, and we had MetaZoo here too. That was amazing. You know, we got uh, specific, unique cards for the festival, which was cool. 
it's very cool to meet meet them and um there's some great speakers and of course we had like big names in cryptozoology like uh we had chad lewis there of course kevin lee nelson we had ken gearhard we had david weatherly and um uh, Zelia Edgar, who is in uh, Wisconsin, uh, MUFON, and she did a talk on UFOs. So it's not just a cryptid festival. There's also some UFOs and uh, other paranormal things as well. But uh, um, you'll, you'll definitely want to be keeping an eye on the Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, at Bigfoot Society, uh, because I picked up a, uh, a bunch of Van Meter-related product uh, and I'm going to probably do, uh, the most, uh, to me, it's going to be the most amazing giveaway I've seen on Instagram cryptid related for a while. Uh, it, it's a lot of cool stuff, but you gotta be following, uh, at Bigfoot, at Bigfoot society on Instagram. So you don't miss out, um, do that right away after you listen to this episode. Um, I'll do it a few days after this episode, uh, goes up. But again, to those that, uh, you know, um, to picked up, picked up some stickers and shirts and helped out in other ways. Um, I really appreciate that. I, we wouldn't have been, uh, at the point that we were for the festival and it, it wouldn't have uh, been the same. So, uh, we couldn't have done it without those of you that helped out. And, um, also those, uh, with your encouragement, uh, that said, yeah, go for it. Uh, do the vendor thing. It's awesome. And I mean, like we got the bug, we got, we got it. Um, definitely this will not be the last time we're vending, uh, in the future. Um, we're going to be trying to go to other places down the road. So keep an eye on, um, you know, the Facebook group, the Bigfoot Society Facebook group, and also the Instagram page, uh, Twitter, uh, at Bigfoot underscore society, that's where you can keep an eye out on what's happening. But down the road, you know, we plan to be at uh, all the other uh, cryptid festivals and, and cons in the future. So keep an eye on that. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, the Van Meter Visitor Festival is always just a fun, it's a fun time to meet new friends, to hang out with people uh, that are into Bigfoot, um, paranormal stuff of course the van meter visitors is number one there but uh um and you see people like nash hoover you know he's sneaky i love I, <laughs> he came out of nowhere and i was like oh my goodness nash what's going on it's good he's he's one of the regulars we you know he's he's the diehard so love uh nash from chasing legends he's the dude but uh you'll be hearing in a few minutes uh we're gonna go through but there's also a Bigfoot encounter. I got a Bigfoot encounter story. A gentleman came by the uh, the booth and um, was cool with getting his story on on audio recording. So that was amazing. Um, so you hear that. You'll also hear a lot of other people. And um, uh, do me a favor. As at the end, they all you know share like how you can keep up to date with them. Definitely follow their stuff. You know, pick up, pick up a, a book, um, pick up a copy of, you know, the Van Meter Visitor, the Big Muddy Monster from Chad Lewis. And um, man, I got some good stuff. I got, I got a signed copy of the Essential Guide to Bigfoot by Ken Gearhart. I was super pumped for that because that is a super good book. Uh, it's a great Bigfoot book, but. 
again, let's get let's get into the action. Uh, let's hear the interviews. I believe I got about ten interviews uh, for us to go through together, and uh, they're about ten. 10-minute interviews each. So this is going to be a pretty solid uh, episode. And keep in mind, this is the bonus episode for this week. Uh, But on this Friday, October 1st, you want to make sure that you are following uh, the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel because we have the privilege of having Mr. Daniel Perez from the Bigfoot Times uh, live with us on the Bigfoot Society live YouTube show. It's Fridays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's a super cool opportunity for you to be in the audience watching live and to ask your questions in the chat. And there's a huge uh, likelihood that they will be asked. I'll, I'll ask them uh, if they're an amazing question, as they all are, you know, um, usually have some really good questions. But let's get going. Again, thanks to all for stopping by at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. And I've heard already that next year is going to be even bigger. And I've heard from many people that uh, are going to be showing up next year that weren't there, weren't there this year. And uh, it's going to be a party next year. So (laughs) mark your calendars. Uh, next year, I believe it's probably going to be the same date, uh, September 25th, 2022. Keep an eye on that. You can follow the uh, Van Meter Visitor uh, Facebook page. And of course, I'll be, you know, hyping it up all year lo- long as I do. But let's get into some interviews. Uh, enjoy those. And uh, hopefully I will see you on the YouTube channel live uh, interview with Daniel Perez from the Bigfoot Times. Uh, this Friday, October 1st at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks again for listening and enjoy some interviews. All right, uh, we got a Bigfoot Society podcast interview here. We got a uh, new friend, Morris Mason from uh, Waukee, Iowa here, and he was just stopping by the booth. And uh, Morris, you have a uh, Bigfoot encounter story you would want to share. You're okay with uh, sharing that on the podcast. So go ahead, my friend. All right, well... My wife and I are rock hounds. Okay. We love going up to Minnesota, to the North Shore, along Lake Superior. Sure, yeah. And we're also into the paranormal. Okay. So while we're going up there, uh, kind of near Duluth, uh, a little further to the west, going down a road, we see a sign that says, Cemetery. Let's go, right? So we go down the road, drive down the road, go to the cemetery, get out of the car, and just within a few minutes... We heard what I call uh, a typical Bigfoot roar. Wow. Where it was the kind that makes your insides move in and out yeah, a little bit. Totally. We didn't see anything, but we heard it. Wow. It's like, okay. And possible scenarios, okay? Yep. There was a vehicle there that had a trailer that was empty. And I thought, okay, well, maybe someone is pulling a prank on us. But it. It seemed so authentic. It didn't sound like a, a speaker, you know, or anything like that. Um, I'm a believer. That's awesome. And did that encounter uh, strengthen your belief, or yeah? It, it did. It's, okay. It strengthened it. I wasn't too afraid because I thought, you know, if they wanted to do something, whatever it might be, um, it, it would have already happened, right? Awesome. So. Yeah, I love that. Oh, Morris, that is cool. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome. You, you have that desire to have another encounter i would imagine or yes yeah yeah we um travel up there maybe a couple times a year and each time we go up we try and get to that place and see you know what might happen and this was in 
pretty much the middle of the day. Okay. So, um, but the second time we went, nothing happened. But, you know, what do you do? You can't just say, hey, uh, Bigfoot, come on over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're on schedule now, yeah. Bigfoot. Let's go. Here's your microphone. Oh, man. I'm glad we made this connection. Thanks so much for uh, for hanging out. You're welcome. And, um, yeah, uh, who knows what the future will bring with Bigfoot, right? You never know, not awesome. for sure. Thank yeah. you, Morris. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, got another interview during the Van Meter Visitor Festival. Got my friend Jay Pachochin from Wisconsin here with me. Good to see you, dude. Hey, nice seeing you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, uh, he's got my uh, his booth next to mine, so it works out pretty good. But uh, so tell me, Jay, um, the last time I interviewed you was a while back, and that was uh, Finding Jay One Land. Yeah, so it was. What's happened since then? Oh well, woo. so much has happened. Because even though I came out with uh, Finding Jay, mm. that was really my first five years. And I really wasn't planning on making a series out of it or just to keep going. But I, was, I, I, was, I did keep researching, and I still am currently researching. And uh, just since that film, I had everything up until almost 2018, the beginning. And it's been, what, almost four years Wow. And I have come across so many different things out there. You know, the first Fighting Jay was really kind of, basically, kind of focusing on Bigfoot, okay. uh, at least by evidence. But now we are seeing lights and really? not just like sprites, some sprites, but some that look like headlights, but don't illuminate around it. Just like solid white balls of light that just zoom through the woods and... There's no explanation for it. And I don't know wow. if there is a, a correlation between the lights, Bigfoot, ghosts, I don't know, UFOs, I don't know. And to clarify for the listeners, so this is in the Kettle Moraine area? Kettle Moraine, about? yes. Okay. Yep. okay, man, is there a, a long history of seeing lights in that area, or is this like a totally new thing? You know, it, the, the fun, I don't want to say the funny thing is, but a lot of people don't talk about it. If they see something in the woods like lights they are going to more or less look at it saying, well, I saw something, but move on. And they may not want to report it uh, due to, you know, being ridiculed. Sure. So therefore, the reason why I came out with Finding Jay was for really one reason, and that was to put it out uh, to let people see what I've been experiencing in Wisconsin. I mean, it's great. It's been seen all over the world because it's on Amazon Prime. Sure. But honestly, my, my main focus, because I'm studying Wisconsin, are the Wisconsin people seeing it going, mm. wow, okay, like Jay, that. you're right. There, there are lights out there, and they'll contact me. That way I could get towards the truth. Mm. Not another documentary, yep. not another, uh, you know, that's just the way I look at it. I'm, I'm looking for the truth. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. So it sounds like at the end of the day, this isn't just you filming something. I mean, this is you. You're trying to figure out for yourself. Yeah, That's for important. for myself, uh, I, I would love to come back with some uh, hard evidence for my wife who rolls her eyes at me. <laughs> very supportive, very supportive, but she does roll her eyes at me. And, um, you know, just to be able to show uh, other people that there is something more to what we were taught. Mm. There is something... You, it, it's what I tell my kids. Don't lose your imagination. You know, they're young. They still play with toys. Even though they're getting older, I said, don't ever stop that. Keep that. You have to keep that open mind. 
-hmm. have to you have to question things. Oh, don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whether it's crypto, anything in life, just don't accept any answer. Just you know, hunt the truth is what I call it, and that's what I'm doing out there. I am wanting to do this for myself and to share it with like-minded people such as yourself, if you're interested. Exactly. And to, to bring up, uh, you're talking about the way that a child looks at it. And, you know, my, my child is, is the same way. He'll ask me straight out. He's like, hey, Dad, is Bigfoot real? And I'm like, part of me wants to say, oh, yeah. But the other part is like, you know, you have to figure that out for yourself. You know, this is a thing where you have to go through the journey and decide how you're going to view this with you know, your life. That, it's, you know, it's funny where you say you have to figure it out for yourself is it's the way I end, well, every podcast, every presentation. It doesn't matter what I say. You can believe me. You don't have to believe me. You could be on the fence. But the bottom line is to go out and discover for yourself because that is the truth, mm. is what you discover, not what other people do because it's going to be secondhand anyway. So you take my word for it. Great. I'm not a liar. I'm going to tell you what I, you know, what I'm experiencing. But if you're going to question it and you don't think that I saw what I saw, go out and discover for yourself. That's right. Yeah. Something I've noticed uh, through other accounts on social media, some of my friends, is that you've almost started to create a, uh, a Wisconsin cryptozoology paranormal community where you guys are going out together uh, you've got, of course, my friends uh, Tobias Wayland uh, and uh, I believe Emily, Emily right? yep. uh, from Singular Fortean Society and others. And uh, so what's what's the story behind that? <clears throat> well, the good thing with that is I like, number one, I like going out with people. Uh, it, you want to do it safe. You don't want to just go out there by yourself. So having uh, Tobias and Emily saying, yeah, sure, we'll go out. And they hike the trails with me. They wanted to try... Uh, the, that Dr. Greer calling in oh, the UFOs, yeah. Yeah, 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 and okay, and I'm like, all right, well, I've got a clear, I got, I got a clearing <laughs> for it. Oh wow! But would you believe the day we did that? Oh no! I had my infrared uh, binoculars going. Okay, and I caught something in the sky that no way you couldn't see with your eyes, but you could see it in the infrared. Wow! And I said, is that a plane? We need a plane for scale. Yeah. Oh. Here comes a plane. Yeah. I have the plane in scale and the unknown object in the air together. You you step away from the infrared binoculars and you could see the plane. Whoa. You cannot see the other object. So That's wild. Yeah, so wow. doing that, my first love has always been UFOs. Yep. And uh, you know, I got into the the ghost hunting in 2007 and um, so right now, you know, people know me as jay looking for bigfoot yeah but if my neighbor from next door came over and said jay come here and i walk into his house and his couch is spinning in his living room i'd be all over right. that too i'm not gonna do this one oh, i think i'll do that yeah one. right um is it possible to is that video that you so you captured that video of what you saw in the sky yes. is that available anywhere or? it will be in finding jay too okay all right beyond the kettle uh now what is uh What's the release uh, looking like? Is that something soon or soon enough? Or right now, I'm all in the production part of okay. it. You know, a lot of crew, a lot of people have crews, directors, writers, uh, the people that film, go on location. Guess what? I'm doing it all. I'm doing it on my own dime, and I want to put out. Uh, I, I want to put out something that that's credible, so that people 
that are viewing it, again, can make their own decision on it. Mm. I never like to cram anything down anyone's throat of, that's Bigfoot, that's a ghost, that's a UFO. But it is in production. That's a long-winded answer. Then I have to go through editing. So we might be looking at uh, maybe spring of 2022. Awesome, awesome. Uh, at this point, we'll we'll take whatever we can get for uh, for new cryptid stuff. So yeah, we're, we're cool. excited. Cool. Um, let's finish with this. What are your thoughts? Uh, in you were fortunate enough, as I was, uh, to go on the VIP tour last night. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about the Van Meter visitor? What What are you thinking? Oh, you know, it's 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 like our good friend uh, Ken Gerhard said. Sure. It's all these are lores. They're they're stories. Can can I honestly say that really happened? Honestly, uh, just over the past couple of years with just regular news, I don't know what to believe anymore. Sure. Um, could Van Meter have really happened? Absolutely. I, I would be ignorant not to say it couldn't because mm-hmm. it'd be like saying, all right, I believe in Bigfoot. I've seen it. Well, you know, if you don't believe that, that's fine. So something really did happen back then. Has it been exaggerated? Maybe. Um, I, I, I guess I don't have enough um, solid evidence. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. To really go back and say that really happened. Mm. Bottom line, it's fun. It's, it's a fun story. Yep. It, it's a cryptid. It's a pterodactyl with a horn that beams out lights. That can get shot a hundred times. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, it was. And, and people was. Are, are loving it, and there's posses going out to find it. Every That's day. right. We got to do that. Let's <laughs> let's do that tonight after that the should, event. Yeah, exactly. This should be the you know after what? party posse. We should. We should get stakes oh and get, get them on fire, get the pitchforks, <laughs> and then walk down that road and find it. Oh, my goodness. The cops would love that. That'd I know. Great. It'd be, be awesome. Great. Jay, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me for a few minutes. It's been a good time. Um, if... If you enjoy listening to Jay, uh, there's another episode. Uh, you have to go about a year back uh, where I get in uh, into things with Jay. And also last week's episode, I finally released. He was for, he was nice enough to give a few words about what he wished he had known uh, when he first got into Bigfooting. So that's a fun episode. Jay's in that episode. But uh, thanks again, Jay, for hanging out with me. Thank you very have a much. Great rest of your festival. Thank you. Oh no, not yet. Hi, I'm Lisa from Cryptid Comforts. All right, Lisa, good to meet you in person. <laughs> uh, if you don't know about Cryptid Comforts, then you need to check out uh, Lisa's yes. amazing Cryptid plushies. Right and, away. Yeah, right now. <laughs> stop this podcast and go do it. <laughs> or do it at the same time. Um, yeah. She, she makes, what is the f- favorite plushie you've made? Lisa? My favorite that I've made? Yeah, that's hard to say, isn't it? The Grafton Monster, okay, actually. Okay, it was easy to say. It's, he's so <laughs> soft and so fluffy. I would have to say my favorite is definitely, of course, the Van Meter Visitor, because that's my thing. And you did a really good job on it. Um, But how has it been over at your booth so far? A lot of people digging it? Yeah, it's been really fun. I've sold a lot of the Van Meter uh, Ultimate Gift Bags, which include uh, the tote bag that Sarah made. Oh, yes, Sarah from the American Snally Gas Museum, of course. Yes, the amazing Miss Sarah Cooper. She's phenomenal in every way. Um, So it has that bag and a stuffy of the Van Meter, of course, obviously. Nice. Uh, An acrylic pin three stickers and a magnet and a bottle opener keychain 
Yeah, all that for 50 bucks? That's it's, a good deal. That's it's a good deal. the steal of the event. It, it exactly <laughs> is the steal of the event, actually. It's it's very good price. Yeah. Um, you've been traveling all over the U.S. How's I that have. been going? Uh, well, so it's been weird because, you know, right, right, right. COVID time still. Lock and man. we, yeah. when booking all of this, it seemed like we were going to be in the clear and yeah. everything was going well and, like, life was going to get back to normal. And that didn't happen, right? Uh-huh. So... But we're here. We are here. But we lost Mothman, we which did. is the biggest event for any cryptid is. vendor who is, is. is able to be a vendor at that. Yep. Um, that is where we make the majority of our money. Oh, so yeah, sure. I did still go out there and, you know, got to hang out. We got to go explore the uh, area and go into the little igloos and uh, check it out and do a little tour around town. And Nice. So at least I got to do that. Oh, geez. The wind is blowing. There's a lot of wind here it's right crazy. now. For some, well, Things it's Iowa. Flying. There's a lot of wind. But we're we're making it. We're, we're, we're not blown away yet. Yet. We got good people helping out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, awesome. Yeah, so I did that. I went to Flatwoods for a day. Oh, I got to go up to Parkersburg and okay. hang out with Heather Mosier, which was oh, awesome. Yes. Um, I had Amazing. an Airbnb with Mystic Novelty Co., really? so, oh, which it's always fun hanging out with them. Uh, yeah, nice. the uh, famous Frick Brothers took us out. Oh, uh, yeah, to I saw the pictures Igloos. of that. That's very cool. Yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff in West Virginia. Um, before that, I was in Maryland briefly. I got to meet Sarah okay. there. Yeah, um, you're going everywhere. So, yeah, and I have friends who live up in, near Baltimore who okay. gave my car a really cute cryptid makeover. Um that's what they do they do like car wraps and stuff it looks really cool doesn't it look right i mean it it's what you i would probably be disappointed if it's not on there to be honest right like, well it, it makes sense i really want to do the full car wrap oh, man. but we imagine? didn't have time because i was only there for three days so next year tell me uh you, you've had really big news recently where you have kind of joined forces with cryptid crate for their junior crate yes. tell me about that that is cool i'm so excited about this um so yeah cryptid crate and i have uh partnered on a cryptic crate junior which is designed for children um so it'll come with a t-shirt nice. a handcrafted cryptid comfort stuffy and miscellaneous other items so you know like whatever wow. whatever cool stuff like i help curate the box as well so oh, i make cool. the stuffy for it and okay. i get to find other artists to contribute and do things for it I so i've that. already talked to a few of you know the people that we both mutually know yeah, totally. uh, about contributing items to future crates and things um and trying to you know always seeking out some you know i'm gonna go talk to the folks at metazoo in a little while i know they've worked with the regular cryptic crate but they would be perfect for our cryptic crate junior uh, lisa and, that uh, would be a fantastic connection for you to make yeah. their, their marketing director is over there uh bob and you really need to yeah i would, yeah. I would agree with that yes yeah, so i'm definitely gonna go talk to them mm -hmm. and find out uh you know just let them know that we want them in the crate I th and that's cool. So I thought it was just you, like, here's a few stuffies. But you're actually, like, you are in it. Yeah. This is very cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a partnership. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Matt still takes care of the business aspect okay. of it. Um, but I get to help set it all up and figure out other nice. artists to use, which is fantastic. And. I mean, I always made suggestions to him on the <laughs> regular cryptic right. crate because, you know, I'm, well, I'm you like go. that. Um, if I see something good, I'm going to tell him, hey, you should use this person. And usually his response was, yeah, I've already talked to them. Which yep, is important, you know, like get it's important not to be like a 
passive bystander like oh yeah be involved with the stuff you love That's right huge. exactly yeah. and he's so open to you know my ideas and it's great awesome. and i really enjoy uh you know him as a person and we haven't actually like gotten to hang out in person yet there well hopefully someday yeah hopefully. what is uh what's next on the road trip for you you're headed back to the pmw uh, i will be Next weekend, I'm in Kentucky doing Fright Night Film Festival. Oh, cool. Okay. The week after that, I'm in Indiana doing mm. uh, um, Drive-In Massacre, which is a wow. horror movie festival. Nice. So I'll have a nice. booth at that. It'll be really cool. It's a drive-in theater where you camp overnight. And uh, they show movies like classic horror movies from Dust Till Dawn. That's rocking. Uh, yeah, so that's going to so be amazing. So they need stuff to snuggle with. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that makes sense. And I know then, where you're there then. The week okay. after that, I was supposed to do a Bigfoot festival, but I bailed on that one okay, because okay. I just I worry about that area of the country with COVID, and they did, you got to be smart. They That's did make smart. a statement yeah, saying sure. they were not going to be requiring any masking, and I understand it's an outdoor event, yeah. but at the same time, it's East Tennessee, and I get it, I get it. I was feeling a little weary of that. You so got to make I, the calls, yeah. I decided to uh, dog sit instead that week. That's and, all right. Uh, get some puppy cuddles so then uh i think i'm taking so i'm taking a couple weeks off in october that i wasn't planning on taking off um yeah i did the same in september i canceled on an event an event canceled on me so it's happening That's, but yeah it's i'm kind of, of picking right and now, choosing yeah. the events at this point that i had already signed up for and figuring it out um Crypticon? i hate to i'm, I'm definitely going to be at nice. CryptidCon in november and before that i have wild and weird con so oh cool so you're going to be out with uh the guys in west virginia mm-hmm. that's amazing that looks like a really fun one. Oh yeah i yeah, would love to, to i was hit really that excited that i'd be around for that because normally i wouldn't be around in november but because CryptidCon was doing november instead of august totally i switched my whole tour around to do yeah. that um yeah, so. Are you going to be able to swing by the uh, cryptid, uh, you know, in Portland? They're coming out. Uh, oh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Are you Mike gonna be Bennett able to do that? Uh, is doing the yeah. uh, It's supposed to be massive. Zoo. It's really cool. So, actually, interesting thing that okay. nobody really knows. Except for right now. I mean. So, two people who listen. So, listen. yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> actually, when Mike Bennett was doing this year's Cryptid Zoo, he reached out to me no asking way. me to help him come up with a list of cryptids. So, I can't wait to see which that ones of my amazing. suggestions he used oh, uh, because wow. I came up with the list. Yeah, I was super excited about his Cryptid Zoo last year, and I went out to see it and wow. met him. And uh, so... Yeah, his stuff is amazing. And not just his cryptid stuff. All the stuff he does is so cool. Like, he does these big displays in his yard all the time. So now doing the little museum is really cool. I will not get to go there because I'll be on this side of the country the whole time it's open. Because it's just a temporary thing, which is very sad for me because I really want to go. but the fact that you were pretty much consultant for that project. I know. I mean, it was it was quite on, an honor for him on to the ask resume. me because he's like, just so He seems like a so nice great. dude. Someday I would love to chat with Mr. Mike Bennett, kind of uh, put that out into the universe. Yeah. Happen, no, he'd so. be a great one to interview. Yeah. He's so cool. I'm, I'm trying. So anyone who hears. I know he's hears, so busy. Yeah. Um, like, I had asked him, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, I really wanted him to do, like, my Flatwoods Monster with the Donut. I wanted him to do one of his art pieces of that image oh, uh, yeah. for me to have at my booth for my tour. But he was so busy, he wasn't going to be able to get it done till like, October. And I asked him, like, months ago. I was like, oh, oh yeah, man. that won't work. 
So I'm glad that he's so crazy. busy and that he's blown up so much. That's amazing. I'm super excited for him. So I got to ask you, uh, and we'll kind of, we'll end with this. So okay. w- having, you, you've been to now the Mecca of Van Meter Visitor, the place itself, right? Yes. You're at the festival. What are your thoughts from what you know so far? What are your thoughts about the legend? What do you think? Oh, well, I mean, it was it was three days in 1903. Yeah. So that was a really long time a, it ago. It is, yeah. I'm thrilled that there's a festival for oh, it. Oh, me too. Because it's one of those things that could have easily just been ignored and pushed back, like, you know, like Grafton whatever. Monster yeah. was. Yeah. Because there's no Grafton Monster Festival, which I'm very sad about. Someone should do that. Hint, yes, hint. I've been talking about that for years. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's do it. Let's make it happen, guys. Yeah, so I think it's awesome that there's a festival. It was, it's a really cute little place. I mean. Yeah, it's a fun, it's, fun legend and a lot of. It's definitely yeah. not a, as big as Mothman Festival. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, you know. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're getting there next year. It's a year. small festival, but it, it's pretty cool. Give us a few years. We'll I'm be bigger it. than Mothman. When? So how many years has this festival been going on now? That's a great question. Uh, I want to say meh, maybe six to seven okay. around there. Yeah, um, I knew it had been happening for a while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this is definitely the biggest year that we've had so far. Uh, someone may have been talking about it every week. Oh, yeah. And, um, I, I kept hearing it on know, this one it's podcast. Weird. Uh, there's some hmm. really big names like MetaZoo Games are, are here and um, I'll be honest. And That's because acres. I was like, Mike, you need to come to this. Creepy Acres. Uh, they were Creepy invited by amazing. Chad Lewis, which is really uh, cool. I love Creepy yeah. Acres. Then we've got the Hodag store, of course. Oh, that's probably the coolest thing is the Hodag guys here. And then, yeah. like, some solid uh, cryptozoologists here. we got Ken Gearhart yeah, and David on. Weatherly and Jay Pachochin. And, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's, it's a awesome. really good time. And, and of course, some, I mean, you uh, have Cryptic Alston. Comforts and Bigfoot Society Probably the best. here, Probably the which best. Uh, is reason enough to come out. <laughs> it is. So next year. Um, but Lisa, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you. Uh, this has been fun. With you. And uh, we'll have to check in sometime again in the future to see uh, how life is going for you. Well, yeah. But uh, thanks so much like you don't know how to get for hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're family in the cryptozoology community, but thanks for hanging out. Hey, we got uh, Ben here from the Hodag store. Ben, what's a Hodag? A Hodag? You're wondering what the heck a Hodag is? Exactly. Well, it's a mythological folklore lumberjack creature that inhabits the Great Pine Forest of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Okay. Nice, nice. And if I've seen pictures of this guy, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing horns, I'm seeing teeth, uh, green. Oh, yeah, he's a gnarly monster. He's a lizard-like creature, prehistoric in nature, uh, fur-bearing, blackish-greenish in color. So the thing I love about it, so we're in Iowa right now, of course, at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. You guys are from, now Rhinelander, tell me, is this southern Wisconsin, northern? Where are we? Oh, at? we're way up there. We're way up in yep, we're about, land? Yep, okay. about 40 minutes away from the UP border, oh, hour wow, north yeah. of Wausau, Wisconsin. Yeah. That's rock and roll. Um I love the, it's a lumberjack legend, correct? Oh, yeah, yep. Okay, okay. Um, so the cool thing I love about the Hodag story is that the town of Rhinelander has totally embraced it. I mean, I wish that Van Meter would do the same thing. You guys have a huge statue 
to the ho- it's lo- large too. Like how long is that guy? Uh the big Hodeg statue is probably about thirty feet in length, if I had to take a guess. That's wild. At least ten feet tall. Uh, he's a huge beast. Oh my goodness. Uh, the town is also riddled with other Hodegs. Uh, Probably a hundred of them, I'd say. Oh, really? Different statues um, all over town. Um, there's murals, paintings on businesses. Wow. Um, he's on the water tower. We have him on the cop cars, the fire trucks. <laughs> um, they just did a new ambulance with the hodeg on it. We even have a church that has a stained glass hodeg uh, right in it. That's amazing. Yep. That is almost... That's. I'll say it's amazing. We'll stop there. But... Um, how long ago did this guy start kicking in? Like, when did the Hodag uh, take over? Eugene Shepard discovered the Hodag uh, in 1893. Okay. And he held one captive for several years before displaying it at the first Oneida County Fair in mm. 1896. Okay. And people went to the fair to see the Hodag, and they left believing it was real. Wow. Because it is real. It is real. It's totally real. Um, I, I would, I would. It's an amazing story, legend, and I want to, th- want to think that it is up in the woods. It is. I love the Metazoo Hodeg card. I don't know if you have ever seen that. Yes, yeah, cool. I've seen it. The artwork for it's pretty killer. The the cool thing about the Hodeg is there's so many different artistic interpretations because everyone's on board. Like there's the similarities, but like everyone is making Hodeg stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's conference. one thing I love about the Hodeg is just the variety of Hodegs there are out there. Totally. Uh, what kind of stuff? Uh, let's say someone goes to a festival and they see the the Hodeg stores there. What kind of stuff are they in for? Uh, if they see like the Hodeg store here yeah. at the Van Meter Festival, yeah. oh boy, we got all sorts of Hodeg stuff going on over there. Oh man, uh, we got a rideable Hodeg. You ever rode a Hodeg before? Uh, not, not when, not I'm aware of. No, well, we can yeah. make it happen okay. later. All right. Uh, we got Hodeg root beer. I think I got about a, almost a hundred different Hodeg items over there at the tent right oh, now. Uh, from Hodeg poop, we have Hodeg claws, stickers, shirts, you name it. I got a Hodeg on it. They do have to poop. So yeah, they important. do poop. I go out in the woods and I collect it and stuff. It's it's a daunting challenge, but I get it done. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, what other kind of places do you go? Do you go to other festivals? or? This is actually my first cryptid festival that the Hodeg store has made an appearance at. I'm surprised at so, that. So yeah. um, I've started uh, this about five years ago, the Hodeg okay. Adventure. Um, had an antique store, and oh, at wow. the time of the uh, checkout, everybody would ask, where do you get a hodeg this or a hodeg that? And okay. I said, I don't know. And I said that for three years, so I've decided to offer him something. And you're the guy. And, yep, now I'm the hodeg guy. That's a smart move. That's a smart move. You got the a monopoly on the hodeg stuff, I think. Um, Man, man, do you think you ever get, go out to anything like the Mothman Festival? Or? Uh, we were signed up to go to it this year, and we were signed up for it last year, but they okay. both got canceled, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so uh, the time spent that me and my buddies had dedicated for the Mothman Festival, we decided to go there anyways, uh, check out the beast, honor him a little bit with a visit from the Hodeg. Makes sense. And then the Hodeg took a epic uh, cross-country journey and checked out tourist destinations along the way he uh stopped at the rock and roll hall of fame in nice. cleveland okay he toured a battleship in michigan rode a ferry across lake michigan um the ss badger 
and then the hood egg. That's fitting. It is. It, yeah. uh, it, he looked pretty sweet up there. And uh, the Hode went and checked out Niagara Falls and rode the Maid of the Mist on the journey as well. And it's, now he's here. It's funny you should mention that because I've actually seen photos of uh, we're being attacked by some dogs right now. It's great. Just kidding, but maybe not. Um, well, if it's a white bulldog, we can stick my hodag on them. They have seen hodags in the sculpture garden recently. Have you seen this? At where? The sculpture garden downtown. There's been pictures of a hodag down there. Oh, there was a hodag in yeah, Des Moines here? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I've seen that. That's wild. That's wild. I wonder, will he make an appearance here? I don't know. Oh, well, I think I think he's going to be here very shortly, actually. Oh, snap. All right. Well, so keep your eye out for a hodag. We will cross our fingers uh, if you're at the Van Meter Visitor Festival then maybe you got to see a hodag. That would be pretty wild. But I got to ask you, Ben, of course, as I've been asking everyone else, what are your thoughts on the Van Meter Visitor legend? What do you think? The legend of the Van Meter? Yeah. Well, I am still here learning about the beast fully That's to its true. extent. Uh, I know a little bit about the monster. Uh, he's a bat creature that shoots a freaking laser beam well, out his forehead? Well, is that what's going on? Easy. Because this is a highly contested thing here. Okay. Because there are certain people that say, yeah, we're looking at a bat. Or we're looking at the shadow of a bat. Wink, wink, Discovery Network. Uh, or there's a pterodactyl. I tend to go with, let's go big or go home, and let's have a huge pterodactyl with a light. Okay. So it's a pterodactyl with a laser beam? That's how I picture it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say you picture it how you want. but uh, Yeah. It's a pterodactyl with a... Uh, a uh, light coming out of a horn okay and it kind of hangs out in the where you were on the vip tour right? no 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 okay if you, if you can make it to one of the tours later today it is worth it because you get to see some stuff okay and you hear it from chad's mouth which is pretty pretty special but um man i'm glad that you guys made the trip all the way down to iowa it's definitely on the list now of our like weird bucket list to go up to rhinelander and uh, before we end here, if I go up to Rhinelander to Hodag Land, what are like, what's my bucket list of stuff to make sure I hit Hodag related up there? Hodag related yeah, bucket what's list? like the ultimate Hodag uh, trip? I would say if there's a couple top Hodag destinations in Rhinelander, obviously there's the big giant uh, statue at the Chamber of Conference. Makes sense. Um, obviously the Hodag store. Gotta check out that. Um, the Pioneer Park Historical Complex okay. is home to the Hodeg Museum with the oldest Hodegs known to existence. There are taxidermied Hodegs there, logged, okay. carved Hodegs. Okay. They even have a giant Hodeg egg. Um, wow. Also, I would note on the top floor of the Oneida County Courthouse, there is a 100-plus-year-old painting of a Hodeg <laughs> that was there when they built the place that's so amazing. that's how long we've been that's, that's doing this also um the church kitty corner from the police station has the uh stained glass hodag and um the stained glass hodag has a i believe like a saber sword that's like stabbed through the hodag and it says truth on it I'm not quite sure that's on the meaning of that yet, but it's it's yeah. a pretty wicked stained glass. I like that. I like that. So it sounds like you could easily spend at least a day up in Rhinelander going hodag crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's awesome. that's and, I mean, awesome. besides the hodag, too, I mean, uh, Rhinelander's just a fabulous city. It's, it's nestled in the woods. Uh, I believe in, like, a 20-mile radius, there's a thousand glacial-formed lakes and oh, rivers. Perfect. And uh, if you're outdoorsy, there's... 
hiking, biking trails. There's plenty of stuff to do. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we'll definitely be seeing us up there someday in Rhinelander. Sounds like a beautiful place. But Ben, thanks so much for uh, for hanging out with me for a few minutes today. Can you tell the listeners what are the uh, the top ways that people can keep up to date with what the Hodag's doing and get some Hodag stuff? Well, if you're looking to follow the Hodag's journey or check out what he's been doing for the last week and a half, you can go uh, to the Hodag store on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, Hodag Store TV, where we post quirky Hodag parody music videos. I like the Ghostbusters. Yes, uh, Hodag Hunters. Hodag, of course. Yes. yes. Yeah, you got to call the Hodag Hunters. You got to say right. Dude, that's awesome. Well, I, I have a feeling that a lot of people will be checking that out. But, Ben, thanks so much for stopping by. And uh, I'll swing back over there later and uh, talk to you some more. So, Alrighty, Sounds thanks, good. Man. Nice meeting you. And uh, thanks for having me. You got it. All right. We got uh, my friend uh, Joe at the uh, Joe Trury, right? Yeah. At the uh, Van Meter Visitor Festival. And uh, Joe, go ahead and introduce. How do you introduce yourself uh, to people? I know what you're known for, but uh, what's the story behind Joe here? Oh well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I yeah, really appreciate that. Um, so I'm just a independent filmmaker from awesome. Central Illinois. Awesome. And uh, my primary focus is on historical legends and lore. Perfect. Perfect. What uh what films are you are you best known for right now? Would you say? Uh, probably uh, the most popular one by far is Creature from Big Muddy, which yep. is uh, about the Big Muddy monster of Illinois in 1973. That's a good story. Uh, it's a great story. Uh, it's uh, one of Lauren Coleman's first investigations. That's true. That's and true. Uh, it features uh, authors Kevin Lewis and. Uh, I'm sorry, Chad Lewis and Kevin Nelson. You're good. They're, by now, they're pretty much the same dude. So they are the same dude. No that's true. And uh, <laughs> I contacted them because they have a book about it called The Big Muddy Monster. Yep. So I uh, said, hey, yep. you guys want to team up and do a documentary? And uh, we went for it. So It's good. So uh, you said, so being from Illinois, you said, uh, is that story one that you've grown up with then or it, it's kind of weird because i'm a huge bigfoot fan okay uh always have been i'm i'm not necessarily a believer but i love the stories and until i ran across their book i did not know about that story and i am i live i grew up like two hours from and there so literally in your backyard yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally totally I, I totally get that i mean it's crazy once you start looking like I started out with this and it's like there's no Bigfoot in Iowa and then you look into it right and, uh, there were crazy sightings in the 70s and 80s in Jefferson County like the more you look into it you'll right find right stuff. you will find uh, stuff. yeah went back decades uh, you know I do re- right. vaguely remember my brother trying to scare me with Momo uh, so yeah. Momo happened at around the same time. So it's I think Momo got uh, better publicity, mm-hmm. maybe had a better uh, manager or something. So uh, that was the popular story. And Big Muddy was kind of like in the uh, back wings, you know, um, just not as popular. And that's what kind of drew me to it. So you are, what would it take for you to be pushed over the edge to become a believer? Have you ever had that discussion in your mind? Yeah, sure. Um, and it, depending on what day it is, like mm-hmm. I could depend, uh, I'm anywhere from like 85% believing that it's possible okay. to uh, listening to another podcast and thinking these people are full of it. So <laughs> uh, what would it, you know, I've been in the 
woods a lot in uh, out in California as well in the Sierras. Never really experienced anything, so it'd have to be a pretty solid experience, probably. Okay, sure, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, especially if you've been out in the sea. So, you, are we talking like you've been hiking out there? Yeah, or? yeah, okay. overnights, uh, multiple wow. overnights. Uh, I've, my brother lives out in California, so every time okay. I go out there, we go hiking in the mountains and. Uh, you know, when you see places like that, you're like, okay, there's pockets where they can mm-hmm. exist. Illinois. Um, southern Illinois. Southern Illinois yeah. is where, yeah. you know, there's 300,000 acres of national forest. Exactly. So swamps, canyons. Uh, so is it a possibility? Uh, in my mind, it is, you know. Did, did you have any weird experiences happen when you were out in California or pretty much run into the middle? Pretty ambiguous okay. audio sounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, uh, you know, so I had one experience where I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning at this lakeside hotel and mm-hmm. heard multiple screeches. It sounded like, oh, if you ever watch Finding Bigfoot, yep. uh, Cliff, yep. uh, Barrickman did these high-pitched screams. Yep. I swear it sounded just like that. And, wow. you know, you could you're, you could be like, okay, and, and I'm like, that's probably a bird or something. But what's okay. funny is my sister was out there two weeks earlier, and she told me the exact same story without hearing mine. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, so using your your logic then it could just be a bird that lives in the right. area and you're hearing it over multiple weeks right. or it could be something else Who right knows? you have to make the call on that right exactly <laughs> and i've you know i also had another experience where i had to use the gentleman's chambers at a campsite okay uh, it's it was very um uh you like way out there in the mountains so talking like oh, 25 sure. 35 miles up in the mountains yeah. at this campsite and i went away from camp and i heard some uh odd noises right like thumping and things like that enough to where you know when you're out Mm, alone in the dark in the woods you get pretty scared so i never thought anything about that but recently i heard that when people wander away from their campsite is when sometimes activity happens so it makes me wonder you know what i mean yeah that's usually when uh but i'm reaching i'm reaching you know but i want to have an experience which is but you're also looking at it from a viewpoint where you're not just buying into everything absolutely yeah as a filmmaker yeah that's smart uh how has the reception been for uh for big muddy big muddy has done phenomenal um it launched on amazon prime and um i've hit over three hundred thousand households and i don't know what viewership is because it could be one person or 10 people at the house you know so and uh sold a a good amount of DVDs. I have DVDs available at uh, Big Muddy Comics and nice. Murfreesboro and another place. So, and I try to give those people a break because comic book people struggle. So, I totally get it. You know, yeah. so it's. It. Uh, but definitely on on streaming has done great. It's going to hit Tubi here pretty soon and uh, some other channels. There's a lot of like Tubi is a great app, and hopefully creators get paid okay through that because they there's do. a lot of bigfoot stuff on yeah TV. yeah I, I have a feeling that movie is going to go extremely well i appreciate that yeah. i hope so um i've watched uh big muddy on amazon and uh i had expectations and they were uh ended up being way higher than what i was expecting like it's a good movie so everyone should definitely appreciate check that, that out um question about the area of is murfreesboro correct? yeah yeah so I was talking to the Hodag uh, guy, Ben, earlier, and, you know, Rhinelanders in Wisconsin is a place where you can go out and hang out, right? And yeah. Look at, is, 
and see Hodag stuff. Is yeah. it kind of has the town embraced uh, the the muddy monster? Or yeah. So. Um, it's not quite to the extent of the Hodeg okay, as far well, yeah. as that goes, but it's the mayor, he's kind of a younger guy nice. and he's really embracing it and he, he likes to promote it and he knows it's good for tourism. At, yep. So I don't know if it's out yet, but there's a hotel, new hotel chain going up there and oh, they have nice. a big muddy road Okay. and they also have a, like a life-size, so eight to ten foot tall, big muddy statue that they're building, which is great. And uh, Thank you. that's so, yeah, amazing. I yeah. really want this town to build. Every town with a cryptid needs a statue, uh, right? I mean, Mothman started that. Mothman, yeah, exactly. It's, that's it's got to have amazing abs too. <laughs> so hopefully, the big muddy monster has amazing abs. Um, but uh, man, uh, yeah, if you haven't watched uh, the the big muddy uh creature, creature from, from big, big muddy. muddy thank you i'm i'm super distracted right now by the hodag creatures and i'm <laughs> a very distractible guy so i'll try not to look at no him problem right now but a uh, creature from big muddy super awesome movie check that out on amazon prime or you know you can check it out on tubi hopefully in the future but uh joe thanks so much for hanging out with me for a few minutes um can you uh tell the listeners real quick how can they keep up to date with what you're doing and uh, how can they pick up you know, uh, a copy of the film. Stuff like yeah, that. so, um, of course, it's available on streaming services, but uh, you can, every one of my films has a Facebook page. Okay. So there's a Creature from Big Muddy Facebook page, and also there's, uh, my company is called Red Room Creative Media. Oh, nice. Also has a Facebook page, and YouTube, of course. So you could uh, check out our YouTube. I like to put on like some DVD extras and things like oh. that for free. Oh, so, really? you know, extras on YouTube? yeah, I so check that out, man. go ahead and oh, uh, yeah. subscribe to me. I'm doing I that. would love that. And, uh, and you know, I'll keep putting out material as far as DVDs, probably get a hold of me through uh, Facebook okay. and we can do some uh, PayPal transaction. Yeah. Whatever works, right? Right, 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 right. Last question. Yeah. Uh, what does the are there any plans for uh, future films or anything you're working I'm actually on finishing up one right now called Paranormal Prairie Paranormal Prairie it's nice. uh, okay. unique paranormal uh, stories uh, around Illinois uh, Chad Lewis is in that one as well oh okay and then I'm starting a new one and I actually I'm here in Van Meter interviewing people for my new one including Ken Gerhard no uh, Steve Ward uh, Kevin Lee Nelson and okay. the up and coming Zelia Edgar so far, and uh, Michael okay. Huntington will be is uh, Michael help. Huntington is a good dude. Yeah, I need to talk to him. He's a smart guy. He's an amazing yeah. researcher, especially if you want to know anything about UFOs. That's yep. a guy to talk to. So I'm excited to know. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye out on your stuff to see what that documentary entails. But the people you're interviewing are solid people in the field. So Absolutely. Thanks for giving us a little sneak peek there, but. Joe, uh, thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll be uh, chatting more in the future, I think. Thanks for having me. You got it. All right, we've got another interview coming at you, and i got uh, my friend Sean and Chad from Creepy Acres. Now, if you don't know what Creepy Acres is, uh, I'm going to try my summary of it, and then I'm going to have you guys give your thoughts about it. But it's pretty much like if the Muppets turned into cryptids and they got a little sassy. But what do you guys think? I think it's a fairly uh, fairly accurate. Yeah. It's uh, puppets behaving poorly. 
Yeah, we, uh, you can get away with behaving poorly when you're a puppet because mm. people, oh, that's adorable. No, absolutely. <laughs> I, I used to always describe it as it's if uh, in search of the Muppets and Family Guy all got together and oh, had I a like weird that. baby. I really like that. That's a that's a good. So where's where are you guys from? Where's Creepy Acres from? Oh, we're stationed out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, cool. So you are your local Midwest guys. I, I'm surprised this is your first year at the Van Meter Festival. I'm glad you guys came down. Uh, it's very cool. So tell me about uh, what's the history of how Creepy Acres got started? Oh, well, it's <laughs> it's had several iterations, but the first, this this last one, uh, essentially it just started out as uh, I ended up making puppets Uh from my job because I was designing characters and someone said, oh, those oh, look okay. like puppets or they look like they remind them of like things you would have seen on Sesame Street. And so then I started making puppets and then I needed something to do with them because I had all these mm. puppets and I wasn't selling them and just to have them around was kind of weird. So we thought, let's make a show <laughs> so we have That's an excuse. Awesome. Come to my place. No, this oh. isn't weird at all. Let's have a let's have a drink by my wall of puppets. <laughs> Don't worry. They're Where are you going? Cryptids hey. everywhere in your house. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not looking at you. Don't worry about it. It's His fine. living room is a library of basically Actually, any book you can find here and framed artwork and everything. It's I'm, the I'm unlocking. Magnet. So, I almost forgot the connection of. So, not only do you do Creepy Acres, the puppets, but you also make amazing uh graphics to do with cryptid history i would say you are the top person that top account that keeps the community up to date with hey today is the 60th anniversary of this thing so make sure you're aware of that and like it's really well done oh thank you i remember we talked once and uh your bookshelf is intense oh yeah (laughs) how many many cryptid books do you think you got all of them all of them them. honestly yeah if they're if it's in print i probably have it i would say easily hundreds Yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, if I had to do a quick uh, quick math in my head, I'd say probably about 350 would awesome. be my guess. Are there any uh, anything you've picked up here for your collection that you didn't have so far? Or? Uh, no, well, I I did. I did pick up uh, David Weatherly's uh, Woodknocks Volume 1, 2, 3, 4, because oh. they're the only books on his table I did not own. But oh. I did bring an entire sack of books that I made him sign for me. And he brought like a dolly of books. And he's yeah. like, would you mind signing these? And he's like, I guess. Sure. Sure. I'll and buy his, some. And his wife oh, like right. wheeled them back over like an hour yes. later. And then we, and, we, and we let her know, hey, when you bring these back, tell them that we'll bring the rest later. So we're going to go back, was, we're gonna back the car up later for the rest. So walk me through uh, kind of uh, what each of you bring to the Creepy Acres. Sure, absolutely. So uh, so I created the, the characters okay. originally, yep. you know, my little babies and whatever. And so then uh, I started that. I, we got through episode one, realized it was not funny, and decided to bring on comedy as a new thing. And we ah. got a hold of Chad, who was our, our uh, professional comedy writer yeah. and voice Pro- talent. Professional. I was told I was funny on Facebook. Would you like to take a pass at our <laughs> stuff and make it funny? I was like... That's comedy now, though, dude. Yeah, you should be, <laughs> yeah it's he true. He paid me, which was really cool. He was like, you know, we believe in paying artists for their work. Would you mind just taking a pass? And I was like, sure. And we had met before on a on somebody else's project just in passing. So it was like really nice. It was really flattered that he was like, you're funny. Would you write this? And we kind of realized right away that we do click comedically, like our sensibilities. Okay. And just kind of came on from there. And then I don't get paid anymore. So we got bonus. <laughs> there you go. So... <laughs> 
a question about that. So you're you're creating the voice for Bigfoot for Chupacabra. Yeah. You're you're writing it. But did you already have the love for cryptids, or did you have to? You did. So it was oh, yeah. like I'm a done a, deal. I realize I'm nodding on a podcast. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a sci-fi monster. I'd rather go to a monster movie than anything else. Like this. I, okay. When cool. A new monster movie comes out. That's what I want. I don't. I wish there were more movies about just the lore of. Anyways, people always think they have to reinvent something new. And there are so many just interesting legends and lore around the country anyways. Mm. Like oh, yeah. It's it's wild. Um, what, is, what has been your favorite puppet to make? Oh, well, you know, I would... Or what's your... Do you have a favorite? Sam's always going to be my favorite. So that's our main Bigfoot Sam Squatch. Oh, yeah. Um, just because, like, he was, like, one of the first ones I did. And that... Like I really connected with him, and like, and that's my guy. That's you know, that's my guy. I would say the most challenging by far was uh, Bruce, the Beast of Bray Road, our Dogman puppet, because uh-huh. that was all from scratch, and that was just because there was most of these you could find some sort of pattern to go with. You know, how do we do a hand? How to do this? Right. But with the, there's nothing that tells you how to make a Wolfman. <laughs> so that's true. Like, you can't yeah. really Google that. No, um, there you can't Google. Although that. you guys could probably make you, you could can be now. the guy that make the makes the book. Oh, you can um, now. Yeah. My <laughs> listeners are probably wondering, and they need clarification: Is it Sam Squatch or is it Sam Squanch? It's Sam Squatch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Squatchy. Yeah. Squatch. <laughs> yeah. I have a few listeners yeah. that were like, "We need to know that probably." Uh, so then, kind of the same question for you, but a little different. So, what is the favorite character? Of yours to write the voice for? To write for? Well, oh god, that is a good question. I apologize. Um, I mean, it's it's easy to write for Sam just because I know Sean and his sensibility, and, and Sam is basically like just a, a proxy for you, basically. That's awesome. yeah, essentially. We write for Antonio, but he doesn't really come around as much, so we kind of have to coach him sometimes. Uh, we really had fun with Austin Riggs. Yeah. Just kind of leveling down on just a really terrible person. <laughs> he, he is quite awful. That is true. Kind of the point where it's like, this is terrible. But it, it's a puppet saying it, so it's okay. Um, I mean, I kind of I kind of started playing with George because we, we kind of made him the, the announcer. And, <laughs> and we'll just record stuff for Sean. He's like, well, can you just record for me, like, uh, to be continued? And I'd go into, like, my little studio because I actually do some voice work on the side. Oh, okay, cool. And I would just start riffing to try and make Sean laugh while he was listening. Then all of a sudden I'd watch the episode, and it's like he's animated it at the end during the credits. Oh, wow. Me rambling on about, what That's do I great. call my fans? <laughs> <laughs> then, we, then we got him drunk, and we had him run for president, and he lost immediately. <laughs> oh, man. What are the chances of um, maybe in the future? Because there's not, like, a Van Meter visitor puppet yet or a Thunderbird puppet, is there? Not uh, we have plans. <laughs> we have, okay, we have, good. We have ideas. Yeah. Good, good. Because, you know, my goal, one of my goals in life is to put that you should make a Van Meter visit or something into every creator's mind oh, yeah, in the absolutely. world, which I think yeah. has been successful so far. We have been playing but. with the idea with such with the rich community of people that we have. Mm. Like, if someone specializes in a certain cryptid, maybe even having them voice it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's cool. Like, we were talking to the guy from the Hodeg store. Love your stuff and your root beer. <laughs> and he's like, we're like, would you like to just, if we make a Hodeg character, would you do it like you obviously have the love for it? Why would you not ask right. that? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. No, that totally makes and, sense. And, and, we, and we, approach, we actually did approach Chad about doing a voice for the Van Meter Visitor. Oh, that would be so he, good. Because his voice is phenomenal. Yeah. And it's so distinct. Like, his voice it is a character is. by yeah. itself, which makes it easy. I love to that. write something silly, you know? Have we heard your voice in any other projects that we would recognize? or you just Probably do, not. Probably so. not. Okay. So maybe you're doing like a commercial for I mean, like I, I did an old El Paso commercial where I was a screaming taco but that's a oh nice <laughs> <laughs> can, 
<laughs> I mean, you really don't lead with that at parties. <laughs> no, I think you should lead with that at parties. That's amazing. Just me yelling, taco party. Taco party. Taco. <laughs> Are you the taco party guy? Oh, I'm just kidding. You're the taco party guy. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Thank you, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm a classically trained Tell us, uh, what are some, for people that haven't gotten into Creepy Acres yet, what are some adventures that the gang has gotten into so far that you could share? Well, we have our ongoing story, which is basically the, the ongoing story really revolves around that a new TV show comes on, offers a $400 million reward. Yeah. For Because we, we had to make it oh, big goodness. enough that it seemed crazy, you know, yeah. and, which now just isn't that crazy. But exactly. for the proof, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, for, to, to offer for the proof of cryptids, which then cause everyone to go crazy. And then they start, you know, searching everywhere they can. So all these cryptids start running into each other f- for the first time. And that's the main story. Uh, okay, But cool. we do a lot of side stories, just side videos of, like, we've done, like, how to draw videos. We've done unboxing videos. We've done... Um, I mean, like you said, like George ran for president. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, awesome. The, night, the night before the election, so yes. he, he didn't get quite perfect the coverage timing. he wanted. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he lost miserably with one vote, yeah, not even got, his own. Then he got drunk, and we pretended like he left like drunk voicemails for Sam, going like, "You didn't even vote." <laughs> I, I may have great. gone method for that one and got a little tuned up. Rick and Morty style, yeah, where yeah, he kind of actually got drunk. Yeah, a little bit. That's great. Oh, man. It has been super fun chatting with you guys in person. You are solid dudes uh, in real life. Um, do you mind uh, sharing with uh, how can people kind of get into the Creepy Acres family? Like, how can they start to watch your stuff, um, you know, pick up stuff, things like that? Oh, sure. No problem. Yeah. Uh, so you can find us on uh, creepyacres.com. Uh, you can also find us, uh, Creepy Acres, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. YouTube's our big one. Uh, nice. We did have a our YouTube channel did go down. Where we are putting stuff back up, okay. and because we just wanted to make it, you know, bet, you know, it's like, hey, if we got to redo it, let's do it right. Mm-hmm. We're like taking the old videos, updating them, and adding new stuff nice. to them. So nice. at least there's a reason to come back if you missed it the first time. Yeah, and if something goes wrong, we usually celebrate it. Like so, the channel went down, so we made a video saying the channel went down, and everyone started rioting like they were going to burn the house down. <laughs> and our, our guy Ed, who was kind of in charge of it, he was the one that kind of. Change, tried to change it over. What was it? it? Went from regular to like branded. We changed change personal to branded. That's what, and oh, that that's wiped a big switch. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. But then we lost everything. everything. So the we, learning we, experience. We legit had him show up and like Sam chewed him out and then Antonio <laughs> mauls him and kills him. <laughs> Makes sense. We, we have this weird beeline where where Ed is a line of clones. He's been killed before. <laughs> we have killed him several times in the videos. <laughs> this is true. Oh man, guys, thank you so much for for hanging out. Uh, thank and um, yeah, thank you, man. Are you guys going to be at other festivals besides this? Uh, so far this year, uh, we're not planning on anything, but you never know. Hopefully in the future, yeah. uh, people can uh, see you guys other places, but definitely you know, subscribe to them on YouTube. Check out their stuff. And uh, Sean and Chad, it's been really fun. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks, Thanks man. man. All right, we've got a uh, friend, Nash Hoover, from Chasing Legends, uh, came out of nowhere. So good to see you, Nash. Yeah, good to see you too. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing well. It's good to be back here at Van Meter. Oh, and I know. You can't beat the Van Meter Visitor Festival. It's crazy how big it is this year. Yes, it's yeah. probably the biggest year I've seen. Um, weather's beautiful. Oh, uh, we, we totally lucked out this year. We really did. There's one year when it was a downpour, but this yeah. year, I mean, it's totally a different story. It's great. It's great. Uh, what? What? Uh, have you gotten to talk to any of the other people at the fair, anyone, festival, anyone that you're... Uh, fan of 
Yeah, I uh, got a chance to sit down and chat with David Weatherly and Ken nice. Gerhard, oh, nice. uh, both, you know, two researchers that I, you know, respect, Solid. you know, and have been following for a long time, uh, Ken especially, just from back to, like, the Monster Quest days, and so it was really good to finally meet those two, and uh, I picked a couple books up from David, and uh, yeah, it's it was it's cool to see people of that caliber coming oh, out it, to this it's crazy. thing. Yeah, and a really cool thing is how Chad said last night at the end of the VIP tour that the uh, the co- the funds from that are going to be used towards getting uh, even better speakers for the future. So. The future is definitely looking uh, bright for the festival. Who knows who will be here next year, for sure. But uh, you are speaking uh, this uh, this year. Uh, what, what are you speaking on? So I am doing a presentation on cryptids across the globe is kind of what I'm calling it. Oh, nice. So I'll be, I broke it up doing two cryptids per continent, um, doing Africa, Asia, Australia, South America, and then I have uh, the Caribbean and Central America. Not mm. touching on North America, just because there's other speakers here, kind of touching on those That's things. That's true. You so, don't want to step on anyone's yeah, toes. Yeah, so but. I'm <laughs> kind of, you know, kind of bringing in some ones that you know, maybe people haven't heard of, or if you have, you know, hopefully it's some, you know, new information. And I love that. I love that. Um, but longtime listeners of the podcast, uh, I've talked to Nash a few times. So if if you like this mini episode look through the archives there are a few other times i've talked to nash and i've talked to him about the uh thylacine as well yes uh, you're a big fan of the thylacine is that would you say that's your favorite cryptid probably it, it made it into my presentation so oh, i had to make it's sure big deal. Yeah, yeah it's a big deal um any uh any updates uh regarding the thylacine or new info that you found recently or anything cool to share nothing too new i know uh, there was the uh the potential uh, mm, trail, re- uh, trail potential. cam photos a few months ago that kind of came out to you know not be the evidence we were hoping it would be, but yep. I, I'm still I'm hopeful that somebody sometime will find something definitive. We, we can hope that uh, there's a lot. Uh, I would say a lot of more eyes looking at it now after that you know uh, su- that supposed evidence, but uh, who knows what the future will bring? Definitely. Uh, let's take a, a little bit of a step back, and uh, for people that might not know, like explain what uh, Chasing Legends is. So Chasing Legends is a, uh, a series I co-created and co-host uh, alongside my cousin Michaela, and we travel currently the country, eventually the world, and we hunt cryptids and uh, talk to the people that have seen them or and have researched them and kind of put ourselves in their shoes and go out and kind of try to find you know, evidence of them and kind of look into, you know, other possibilities of what maybe people could be seeing. You know, we kind of, we kind of, we take it a very broad approach at our investigations and explore every possible angle that we can. And the cool thing is like, so this is not just a project that Nash is talking about will happen in the future. It Season one has actually already happened. So yep. after you listen to this, you can head over to, uh, is it Chasing Legends TV? Or Those are the socials. The uh, I think socials? it's uh, just search Chasing, Chasing Legends, Legends on YouTube. Yep. There's a, a documentary about the Tour de France that's also called Chasing Legends, but you should be able to figure I mean, it out. You can watch that one if you want, but yeah. make sure you watch even more of Nash Hoover to even it out. But um, So you've gone on multiple trips uh, around the U.S. already. So what kind of uh, things have you looked for already? So we looked for the uh, Rougarou in Louisiana, nice. the Mogollon Monster in Arizona, and mm-hmm. we did... Uh, 
classic champ in Vermont. We did Puckwudgies in Massachusetts. And yeah, those are the four. Um, I have been to Ireland researching the, uh, the Puka legend. Uh, and then we've been kind of all over the Midwest doing various uh, so cool. research. Uh, I would have to say, well, I'll ask you, what, what do you have a favorite one or do you like them all equally like children? Favorite episode? Yeah. Ruguru is probably my favorite looking. Okay. Uh, Eli Watson did a killer job editing really that one. Yeah. Um, and to me, it's just like that's the one that like, at least especially for shooting it, that was the one that like we really had everything figured out. And like we were all, everyone was like on the ball and knew exactly what to do. And it just like from a production standpoint, it just was great. Mm-hmm. And then just visually and how it turned out, like that's kind of how I want all of them to look. Uh, Mogion Monster is a pretty close second just because of the, just the adventure vibe that that one has. And It's it's definitely a thing where you want to watch all all the episodes, probably stream them multiple times. But the the ones I, I my favorites if I had to pick I would say I love the Mogia Monster one because most people are thinking Arizona it's a desert not so much when you get into the northern Mogollon Rim area it becomes a crazy forest right right and it just I learned a lot from that episode it was it was really cool so you got some good interviews in there that I tried to get myself and I didn't so what else but uh, there's some good interviews so good good job there um, also the I agree with you. The Rougarou one is solid, and there's some things that happen, almost happen to the crew. Yeah. That we're not going to say what they are, but like you got to watch it if you. Yeah, like. there was there was a couple of close calls it, in that touch episode. It's and go. It's touch and go for a while, but uh, you know I love. Uh, you also have um, if you're if you're fans of uh, Alex Petikoff and Eli Watson, they're also in the Chasing Legends yep. uh, season one. So another great reason to check that out. But uh, Nash. Is there anything you can uh, tell us about uh, any maybe uh, plans for the future or anything or keeping stuff close to your chest or what do you got? We're kind of in limbo right now, okay. but we definitely have uh, some pretty big things oh, that's awesome. uh, planned. That's awesome. Uh, we just kind of have to wait on a few things, uh, some approvals and oh, this okay. and that. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's 2022 should be a busy year for us. Perfect. I, I love to hear that. 2022 is going to be a great year. Um, I got to ask you, so you've come to the festival multiple years, um, so you, you definitely know the story, the legend, stuff like that. Right. Um, what do you what do you think about the Van Meter Visitor legend? Do you think this is a, something where it could actually be a, is it a true thing or something where there was something seen, uh, hallucination, or what are your thoughts on on this. Well, it was, it was clearly Bat Shadows. <laughs> we love you, Discovery, so much. <laughs> um, I, I mean... There go all my big the, for the future. The reports definitely uh, point to something that they didn't know what it was. Yes. Um, was it a pterodactyl? Was it a giant bat? No one really knows. Where, knows? That was, you know, it was a 1903. Um, but... The townspeople at the time saw something that spooked them enough that they took up arms against it. So mm, yeah, that's, you can't that's true. really ignore that fact that, I mean, we had business owners shooting out their yeah. storefronts. That's a good point. To try and kill mm-hmm. this thing. So who knows? It's, 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 a great, it's a great story. It's a great local exactly. legend. And it's how it's being treated. And that's how, it should be, be, that's how it should be treated. I love that. And at the end of the day, it's helping a small community 
and um, hopefully the town continues to embrace it even more and more. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare to have a small town uh, legend like this mm-hmm. get the embrace that it's gotten from the town yeah. and, you know, and just kind of welcome, you know, all of us with open arms to come out and obviously promote ourselves and exactly. help promote the, uh, you know, the, the festival itself. And yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I, lo- I love this festival to death. Oh, I, I do as well. It just goes to show that because of a few guys rediscovering a story from that was buried in old newspapers. Now, you know, it's helping out the town economy and people are having a great time and it, it just, it pays to do some research, discover the old stories and uh, who knows, maybe, maybe listeners will discover that old cryptid story and make a new festival that'd be pretty cool absolutely so who knows but uh nash uh before before we go uh if this is the first time people have have heard of you um do you mind doing a quick rundown of uh how they can keep up to date with uh chasing legends and uh, things like that sure so we're on facebook and instagram at chasing legends tv uh, you can go to www.chasinglegendscrew.com, and that's our website. One-stop shop. Uh, YouTube links there. Social links are there. All of the episodes are there as well. So if you just want to go there awesome. and watch everything, uh, there's some behind-the-scenes photos on there. You can get to know the, who, the, uh, who the crew is, the current crew. Um, and uh, I'm on Instagram, at Nash Hoover, all one word. And, uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, I love talking about this stuff with anybody. So. Love it. Good luck with your presentation coming up, and thanks for stopping by, Nash. Yeah, thanks. All right, we got Mr. David Weatherly with us uh, to, tonight at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. How's it going, David? Good. It's been Good. a great day so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. I know you're doing your, your talk later, correct? 6.30, yeah. Monsters of America. Ooh, can you give us uh, maybe a sneak preview of what to expect in that? <laughs> well, you know, this is uh, basically... A very quick overview. I decided to, rather than try to cram a whole lot of cryptids in there, I'm just doing a select few from some of the states that I've covered already in my Ah, book series. Exactly. And uh, delving into the stories a little bit and just give people uh, some different flavors from across the country of what uh, monster stories are like, you know, be it the Southwest or North Carolina or wherever. So you've you're undertaking the uh, a series where you're you're doing all 50 states, correct? That's that's the idea. <laughs> How long is that going to take? <laughs> I have no idea. Wow, it's you, incredible. You know, it's 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 moved along pretty well so far, and uh, it's kind of funny how the whole thing came about. Anyway, it, okay. it was it was one of these situations. I was in a conversation with someone. This is a couple of years ago, and uh, they well has background. Now I've researched all over the world, and, okay. and I've been doing this stuff since the 70s. Uh, so. You know, I have a little bit of experience, in other words. And, uh, you know, someone made a comment to me that uh, there weren't really any cryptids in Nevada. Mm. And I said, sure there are. And, <laughs> and it wasn't an argument, but it was one of those interesting things because it was someone who, who I guess, felt like they were an authority or something. They said, no, there's alien uh, UFO reports in, in Nevada, but there really aren't any cryptid reports. And I said, well, you know, I can think of a handful and just kind of reel them off right yeah. off the top. Well, there's nothing really to that. And, um, I mean, I'm not the kind who, who gets offended by stuff like that. Everybody has their own opinion, right? But it did cause me, when I was home, you know, I started looking through my files, and I was like, wow, you know, there are a lot of weird reports from Nevada, and then kind of probing through stuff, and it just kind of came about, oh, this is a great idea for a book. So, first one came out, Silver State Monsters, yeah. and I was 
honestly, I was very surprised at the response. You know, people just love the book. The for, community loves this for whatever reason. Time, you know, yeah. and I, because I was hesitant, a little bit hesitant, because it's a regional book. You know, sometimes those are just you know only people in Nevada are going to want to read about Nevada mm -hmm. cryptids, right? But I was very successful, and and I kind of went right from that to doing Arizona Copper State Monsters because I lived for a lot of years in Arizona, so okay. had some really great great accounts from there. And then at that point, people are saying, well, you're going to do more of these? <laughs> you got to do my state now. And it just kind of happened, you know. I, I just, I thought, wow, this is this is kind of cool. And, you know, I did, uh, I surprised everybody. I think the third one was Alaska. Uh, but I've, I've spent right, time yeah. in Alaska, and it's, it's a very, it's a fascinating place. Hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it just kind of snowballed, I guess, and it, and it turned into this series. Uh, Sam Sheeran's doing the covers, Which and he has is amazing. Yeah, he has amazing. committed to doing all fifty. Has he really? Oh, and wow, um, he's he's kind of like, man, if this he said this will be amazing, you know, to get all of these done. So seven out so far. Number eight is about to be announced uh, really? later this month. All right. And then there's another one that I'm already deep into uh, beyond that. So of course. Everybody wants their own state to be done. That is know. right. Yeah, that's right. You got to do that yeah. state. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, so, of course, I'm going to ask you, so uh, when's Iowa one coming? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully some. We'll say someday. Yeah, I mean, someday. I don't, It's it's been very organic, quite honestly. Okay. And, you know, I I think I've kept people guessing a little bit because mm. I've jumped around, you know, the country and done, diff done different areas. Uh, but... Yeah, it just kind of, I don't know, there's something about it. I just have a sense of, I usually know what the next, you know, two or three are because I'm already researching it and pulling files and stuff, you know. But, um, yeah, Iowa's not the next one, I'll just say that. All right. Well, <laughs> that's okay. We can wait a little bit longer. I'm excited that, uh, one, it's going to be a solid book, and any books we can get about Iowa regional cryptids we'll take, especially great <laughs> ones. And also... Fingers crossed that this means a Sam Sheeran, Sam Sheeran uh, Van Meter visitor. On the <laughs> I, fingers crossed. It'll be something amazing. Well, so. if you're looking at the series, uh, you'll notice that each one, the the cover, I, I select what's on the cover. Okay. And I choose, usually try to choose a cryptid that is unique or at mm. least somewhat unique to the state. Sure. And... Uh, you know, beyond a, a basic concept, I'll throw something over to, Shan, to Sam, yeah. and uh, he'll just run with it from there. And I, I trust that he's going to do something amazing with it every time. And mm. so we've kind of we've got a formula for it because when we did the first one, I said, you know, we want um, Tahoe Tessie is on the cover of, yep. of Nevada, yeah. and I said, you know, put put this on the back. I said, you know what? Let's hide a Sasquatch on the back because so every good. every state yeah. has Sasquatch reports, exactly. right? And that's yeah. always a that's always a good chunk of the of each state book, you know. So uh, each cover, there's a there's a big foot, foot lurking that. back there somewhere. Uh, if you yeah. just look around, you'll you'll see them. That's awesome. Maybe a, a Sasquatch in the cornfield for Iowa <laughs> in the back. We'll see. But so uh, I got to ask you. So what are your thoughts on our uh, hometown cryptid here, the Van Meter Visitor? Oh, I think it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, my friends, you know, Chad Lewis and Kevin Nelson have done an amazing job pursuing the, the history of this mm -hmm. thing and, and digging into details. Uh, but, you know, this is the type of story that is exactly what I look for. When I'm not 
promising it'll be on the cover, but I will say it's exactly what I look for when I'm doing a state exactly. and selecting what's unique because, you know, this creature came along, what really does it compare to? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's so unusual and it, it also crosses those lines that make a lot of people uncomfortable, I think. So oh, it, it, it appears to be an animal. It's, it's you know, we classify as a cryptid, but some of the events are, are really extraordinary and somewhat paranormal in nature. Mm. So, you know, it kind of blurs a lot of lines. And, you know, it's one of these stories that, of course, we get lots of interesting theories <laughs> to explain you what really it was. Do, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, which you just kind of have to shake your head, I think. But, mm. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an amazing story. It really is. I agree. I agree. Um, question for you. So as someone who has researched many different things <laughs> since you said the 70s, um, let's say people that are listening to this that are up and coming, just getting into uh, they want to find the next uh, weird story. Or Do you have any advice for how to be a great researcher or to find those stories that are maybe hidden you know you have to talk to people mm, okay. that's one of the big keys i i, I get uh, young researchers and investigators contacting me you know um somewhat frequently i guess and, and asking for advice and i'm always happy to give you know whatever i can uh and i say a number of things i say one you know you need to you need to read you need to really build a knowledge base exactly, so yeah. uh you know read some solid material i'm not talking about reading on the internet you know i'm talking about reading. not everything is on the internet right <laughs> you know reading reading the classics the people that really pioneered the field mm. uh even modern pioneers that aren't with us anymore like john keel keel oh, was sure, a huge yeah. influence on me yeah. and uh, i knew keel personally oh wow and you know, you, you read people like that and understand their approach, find the approach that works for you. You mm -hmm. know, for some people, it'll be more scientific. Some people, it'll be more journalistic. Uh, but find what works for you. And, you know, for <laughs> for crying out loud, just don't base your, your knowledge off of television shows. Oh, please, uh, yeah. You know, no. or, or quick <laughs> searches on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, because... The best stuff, the stuff that's really just true gold, you're usually going to find that by sitting down and having a conversation with somebody. I love that. And, it's so and true. Too. Digging into local history yeah. and you know whether it's the local archives or uh, you know newspaper archives, things like that. You know, so I, I mean, I, I started in this field. There was no internet. You know, there was no Google. So I, exactly. I always say I started during the PG era which is pre-Google, you know, if we were interested in <laughs> right. something, we couldn't grab a phone and do, you yeah. know, punch the buttons. Exactly. Uh, we had to actually go to these weird places called libraries. I don't know what those are. We had, to, we had to talk to people. And, you know, I, even to this day, I still, I still keep that same formula. I utilize the Internet just like anybody else does. But, uh, you know, I'll go to a new area. I love to go to the local coffee shops or bars or whatever and just talk to people. That's smart. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, it's, it is, it's amazing how many accounts, how many stories you can hear because guess what? Most people don't post their experiences online. No. You know, you're not going to find it on there. So uh, <laughs> you, just, you just never know. And uh, the people that have the stories, sometimes they just don't use the Internet. So, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, David, it's been awesome chatting with you for a few minutes. I, I really appreciate you coming over. Uh, what is the easiest way, the best way for people to keep track of what you're up to, to, to get some of, their, uh, some of your books 
for them? Sure. What's that? EerieLights.com. Okay. That is E-E-R-I-E Lights.com. There's links to all the books on there. There's Perfect. articles. There's information about upcoming events. Awesome. And uh, there's a contact page on there. So if you have an experience, uh, if you had some weird cryptid story that you've experienced, you know, I haven't... Uh, haven't hit it. all the states yet, so shoot it into me. You There's might end up time. in a book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on, David. My pleasure. Uh, one last thing. So, David, tell me again what the town of Van Meter needs real quick. <laughs> you know, this this festival has been fantastic. The people are really nice. And, um, you know, I love to see festivals like this as they continue to grow every year. What you really need, you need a statue of the van meter visitor i've been saying uh, you know the point pleasant event I, i'm i'm sure you're familiar with it the mothman festival is is amazing i i've i've done it a few times and you know they get 10 and twelve thousand people coming yeah, through easy. but all of that aside point pleasant gets people coming on a regular basis mm -hmm, exactly just to take a picture of that statue, the statue I, I've, is talked, it. I've talked to people who say no you know we we detoured like a, an hour you know hour and a half to, to yeah, come to by and, and yeah. photograph the mothman statue and then they go into the mothman museum which is right next door and then they're interested you, yep. you know it's like all of a sudden hey there's a lot more to the story than this weird you know winged creature statue exactly. so yeah you guys need a statue of the van meter visitor it would be amazing. Now, I hope for Van Meters, they, they get on board. I've been talking to people that they need to do it, but it's a tough road. We'll get there someday. So. It is. All right. Thanks, David. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we got Mr. Chad Lewis with us. Uh, how's it going, Chad? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Perfect. It's a great day for Van Meter Visitor Festival. What do you think? really is. In years past, we've had rain and sleet. We've had yeah. wind whipping through like it was a UFO landing. Um, so this year's been pretty calm. Knock on wood. Well, we're yeah, almost done, so who wood. cares? We're almost through it. It's but... been calm. <laughs> I dare anyone to do anything about it. <laughs> how, have the, uh, how have the tours been for you? How's the, the crowd been in the tours this year? Uh, amazing. I was just uh, speaking with some people that have been to a lot of these uh, mm. that we put together, and this is the first year in memory that I can... I recall that the daytime tours have been more popular so far than the night. Oh, Although we haven't done it, but in True. terms of crowds, like the daytime tour was packed the first one. And normally it's, you do some families and some people that may not like the dark. Mm -hmm. But it's not until night when the crowds rush in because they want to do the dark. Mm. But this year it's vice versa so far. And I don't know why that is. That's 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 interesting. We were on the VIP tour last night, which is a very cool experience. Definitely, I hope that's something that you do again in future years. Says I, I think that was cool, uh, one to walk around in the dark to the to the sites, hear you talk, and also know, hey, I'm kind of hanging out with uh, you know people like uh, Ken Gearhart and uh, you know yeah. people like that. It's a, it's a fun time. So I'm glad that that the festival did that. But um, so curious. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on the visitor currently? We know, um, like, of course, a lot of us had read your book. Mm -hmm. Do you have, what are your current thoughts on, on the visitor and the I, state of things? I guess I'm still as perplexed as I was when I first came here. Although when I first came here with, uh, my co-authors, you know, I was convinced it was going to be in and out. Mm. It was a hoax. Had to be. It's too weird. It'd be a fun weekend, but what right. else are we going to do? You know, what other legend can we explore? And 
you know, I've come to the conclusion that it's okay that I don't know what it was or yeah. what it may be. You know, that. Oh, Cheers. We got, we got the Hodag swooping by with some root beer. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Oh, yeah. I'm going to crack open this uh, oh, Hodag root sure beer. Make sure you get that on the mic. Right crack. here. Oh. Made in Wisconsin. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> that's so great. That's We've just that's been good. delivered Hodag root beer and. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Delicious. Has that's a nice Hodag tail kick to it or something. Oh. Maybe a spike at the end. Mm. It really has a little, maybe a ginger Oh, it's kick. got honey in it. Honey, that might be at the end. All right. I think I'll crack into that. Uh, so, before we were interrupted yeah. by the Hodag and his root beer. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a normal thing to Which say. Which is great. That's a yeah, normal thing that happens in the at the Van Meter visit. Regular Saturday. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, man, that was a train derailment in my oh, mind. Oh, so I was sure. talking yeah. about... The explanations. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, of course. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea what this thing was. If we believe the story the way they told it, I think we can rule out a lot of misidentifications or uh, a shadow of a bat mm. or a turkey vulture, a crane, uh, if we assume that the story's real. I mean, obviously, that doesn't discount that it could be a hoax, embellishment, or something else, but... If you take it at its uh, face value, there's nothing left but weirdness. Mm-hmm. I, agree. Know, it's, I agree. It, and if it's if it was made up, the author, the um, postmaster, you know, he was about 50 years ahead of where we are with ufology right now, where he's talking about UFOs disappearing, creatures erasing memories or putting in screen memories or missing time. They're talking about these things being impervious to weapons, uh, 50 years ahead of where we now know about them and we sure. see these things. So if it was created, it was a master creation. <laughs> what do you... So you started out with uh, you kind of researching the story, getting mm-hmm. from you know, newspaper archives, things of that. And then the, you write the book and then the festival comes along. What do you see as the next progression of this kind of tale of the visitor and how it affects Van Meter? What we wanted from the very beginning, and especially once the book was done, was to spread awareness in the hopes that there's somebody out there who says, my grandpa lived in Van Meter in that time. Mm -hmm. I have all of his papers upstairs. Or I have a journal of my grandmother or great-grandmother. Maybe they wrote about something. We're hoping because we're relying a lot on the original newspaper articles and there's not much to those that until something new comes forward, there's not a lot of other research avenues we can go down. Sure. So I'm hoping, I always did hope that someone would see a TV show about it in California and say, I had family here. Let's look through their junk drawer. Yeah. But as of today, that hasn't happened. Although new stuff's still coming forward. Um, just got a report from a, a gentleman here that has been doing research, and he found a case in the 1800s of uh, a man falling down the old mine and dying. Here in Van Meter? Yeah. Really? Falling uh, 200 oh, feet wow. straight down, dying, no and way. a possible ghost out there. Really? So, and Do you hear that today? Or? Yeah, that was today. No Dropped way. it off. He'd been uh, oh, using the fantastic. newspaper archives. Okay. And oftentimes, when you're using these databases online, mm-hmm. 
well, oftentimes I found stuff when I wasn't looking for it. By uh-huh. by that I mean you can type in van meter or keywords of a coal mine and other things, but it might not pop up. But you're looking at some weird light uh, in Iowa City, and you put in a weird thing, and it'll kick you to this exactly this story. Yep, that's yeah. what I like. It's it's my hope someday maybe Van Meter will put up a statue. You know? Yes, fingers crossed. A mural, a statue, a mural something. would be great. Yeah. Yep, and they have plenty of. I mean. Yep. And the the weird thing about Van Meter is unlike a lot of other these cities where they have grown over the years. It's the Hodag with <laughs> more Hodag beer. drowning you. me in root beer. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> you won't win. <laughs> uh oh. Here come the cops. Yeah. Man, this is a wild interview. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, a Van Meter has actually shrunk over the years. I mean, mm-hmm. the population's about the same. It's growing in population, but that's just because it's a suburb of Des Moines, basically. That True. back when this happened in 1903, I found a list of all the businesses in town, and there were a couple hotels. There were a few um, uh, saloons. And today, there's not. I mean, we look down this block. Except for emergency vehicles. Yeah, emergency with, vehicles with and root beer. I mean, yeah. But other than that, I mean, down here, there's not. There's a post office, an auto parts store where yep. you have to call so they'll bring you parts, and a law office, and that's it. That's yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, totally. So oh. it's you know the town's thriving but also dying. If that makes sense. And I totally get it. And it feel it feels like hopefully what I what I hope happens is eventually this festival keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And eventually the town says, Hey, there's something to this. We need to start investing. Let's put up a statue. Yes. Let's make a visitor museum or something. I think we might get to that point, but time will tell. Well, so. I did a different book on the big muddy monster down sure. in Murfreesboro, southern Illinois, little Egypt area. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story dates back many, many decades, but it really blossomed and exploded in the 70s. And they started having festivals, and some of the businesses were named after the the legend, but it died out. Uh-huh. And now recently, it's back on the uptick where they're doing the same thing. They have a mural. Okay. They're building a statue. They okay. named some of the roads Big Muddy Monster Road. Oh, that's fun. The local... Um, uh, Retail shops are naming like uh, Big Muddy Monster Comics and that. Awesome. So it's up and down. They and tried a, it before. It didn't work. They're trying it again. There's a brewing company out there, yeah. I believe, too, which is yep. that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, time will tell with Van Meter, but we'll be here every year having a great festival and, and trying to help out through that, and we'll see what happens with the rest. But So what's what's uh, on the horizon for Chad Lewis? What are some things, anything you're working on or... I'm starting to travel again, okay. uh, knock on wood. Sure. Um, and I had been traveling during the pandemic, but it was all national parks, secluded places, oh, okay. just getting away, you know, safety uh, yeah. that way. But uh, I'm so also starting to combine more of my legends into one guide where I've done a lot where it might be the mysterious creatures of Minnesota or mm. UFOs of Wisconsin. And it was all subdivided where now I'm starting to put them into more of a paranormal book of just weird stories. And I was just sure. talking about this, that it really doing that threw me back to when I was just getting into this field, reading Jerome Clark's The Unexplained. Oh, it was yeah. a book where you might be reading about sea serpents in one chapter and men in black in the next. Right. So you never had that repetition of, Someone saw a Bigfoot. Here's someone else who saw a Bigfoot. This person saw a Bigfoot. You know, so each chapter you might be going from UFOs to cryptids to hauntings to something 
even weirder. And I love that. That's because awesome. I think that's where the the general public's at right now. You know, people are used to magazine um, length articles on the mm-hmm. internet. So when you do an entire 300 page book, sometimes that doesn't appeal to them. I agree. I agree. They definitely, the public is wanting something with a little bit more uh, meat to it. And they want to mm-hmm. dig into, uh, you know, regional uh, legends, stuff they can't find on the internet. Yes. You know, stuff like from your books, from David Weatherly, his books, stuff like that. So uh, definitely good, good stuff. Uh, it's been awesome chatting with you today i'm really privileged to be able to chat with you so i appreciate you coming over uh chad do you mind uh telling the listeners uh what are ways that they can get a hold of your books that you have and keep up to date with what you're doing follow the police sirens yeah look for the root beer beer. um yeah just obviously my website find me online or i always like to joke that you know think of the weirdest legend you can Mm -hmm. go out there and you'll probably find me there Fantastic. But uh, yeah, you, you got to go out of your way to avoid me. I love it. Yeah. 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 Always Thanks. a good time. Thank you, Chad, for coming on. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And yeah. Um, if you have any stories you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com and again check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com you can always go to instagram at bigfoot society and we have a tiktok now it gets pretty crazy there bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society thanks again for taking your time listening to the bigfoot society podcast we'll see you next week uh next saturday will be a new episode and also if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest just remember subscribe to the bigfoot society youtube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes thanks again all and we'll see you next time The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.